0: There's a few kind of exercises that you can do, practical exercises. Mm-hmm. I know you like practical yes. exercises on this on this show. <laughs> the most fundamental, basic exercise is... You-
1: in the Mika Show, we highlight practical methods to create a meaningful impact in our personal and professional life. Thanks for joining us today, and let the show begin. Hello, dear audience. Hello, dear Mike. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you today. Actually, I wanted to jump into the topic. I want to say congratulations to you, to your recent mil- milestone. One million followers on Project Elon. Oh my God. Creation of a new company, yep. PlayStack. And you just got married, right? Show us the ring.
0: Uh, all in the last three months. Literally all of that has happened in the last three months.
1: That's awesome, but I'm sorry for you, ladies. The man is taking. Game over. Okay, chill. But here's the thing. You are obviously very successful.
0: You are. <laughs> well, my, my definition of success is slightly different to the traditional uh, definition right. of success. Tell right? us so more. The traditional de- uh, definition of success is kind of surrounding two components wealth. And status right and they, they often come hand in hand so if you're wealthy you often have status if you have status then you often come wealthy mm-hmm. however I feel like the definition of success needs to be redefined um, and, and I can tell you my definition sure. of success so my definition of success is having four components in your life in check and these are health wealth people and happiness right so just going through them really quickly mm-hmm. health is quite self-explanatory you can get out of bed in the morning you can go to the gym uh, wealth is wealth is a bit misunderstood. This doesn't mean that you have to be a multimillionaire, right? It doesn't mean that you have to have a Lamborghini on your driveway. It means that you're not opening your paycheck every month and you're full of stress and anxiety because you don't know whether that pay will cover your rent and cover your your bills, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So just having enough money to look after yourself, to invest in the future, to to look after the people around you, to give back. Uh, So that's the wealth pillar. The people pillar. Now, the people pillar is really interesting, mm-hmm. and I think that you'll resonate with this, where the people around you are so, so important. The relationships that you have, your spouse, your your work colleagues, your friends, they're so, so important. There's a study, an ongoing study, and it's mm-hmm. an 80-year-old study. Uh, it's led by uh, Professor Robert Waldinger. What they found with this Harvard study was that the people around you is the single most important component to having a happy life. The strengths of the relationships, whether you have negative people around you, whether you have supportive, positive people around you. So that's the people pillar. Mm-hmm. And then the happiness pillar, in theory, if you have health, wealth, and people in check, then the happiness should follow. Follow, exactly. So that to me is my kind of balanced definition of success.
1: So, but how can we really measure it? How can you measure our own success with these four pillars
0: yeah so there's there's a few kind of exercises that you can do practical exercises Mm -hmm. i know you like practical exercises on this on this show (laughs) so the, the 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 most fundamental basic exercise is you write down these four pillars on paper right so health wealth people happiness and then you you basically do a brain dump for each column right so for health all the most important components in your life relating to health so these might be going to the gym it might be getting eight hours of sleep a night that's a big one like a lot of people don't do that but getting eight hours of sleep a night Um, and then for wealth it might be learning Vietnamese if you're in Vietnam because I know I know for me if I learned Vietnamese fluently Mm -hmm. it would open so many doors in my business life so that would be that would be a massive uh, component in my asset yeah exactly And so you do that for every component. So that's the first step, right? The first step is basically a brain dump. What areas are important to you? The second step is is taking action. So I think it was Tony Robbins that said that uh, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. Knowledge is only power if it is followed by action. And it's so frustrating as running a YouTube channel, a personal development YouTube channel. And I see this in the back end. I see viewers watching my videos. Like They'll watch one video, then they'll watch the next video, then they'll watch the next video, which is amazing for me. But then what's not so amazing is then they'll close the tab and then they would have learned a lot, but then they don't do anything about it. How do you know? Because then they come to me. Like I, I get hundreds, if not thousands of people asking me, I've been watching your videos for years. And then they ask me, how do I improve my grades? right? So they, they, they're they not taking action with the things mm. that I'm talking. And that's why I started my courses where it really focuses on uh, taking action. So the se- going back to the second practical step is taking action. So for every component, you would have one actionable goal, just one, like out of all of those, uh, all out of all the components that you wrote down for each pillar, each pillar. Mm-hmm. you would write down one goal. And so you'd have four goals in the end. The more goals you have, the more spread out your resources have to be, right? So if you just have one goal and you put all your time, all your resources towards that one goal, you're probably going to achieve it. Mm -hmm. If you have 20 goals, you have to split your resources between 20 goals and you're probably not going to achieve one of them, right? And so we have four goals, one for health, one for uh, wealth, one for people and one for happiness. Mm -hmm. And so just as an example, it should be be measurable and it should be achievable. So for example... For me, it might be getting eight hours of sleep seven days a week, right? Just very basic like that, something that you can measure. And you do that for, and then for wealth, it might be, for me, it might be learning Vietnamese 30 minutes, six days a week, right? And then you do that for all four pillars. And that way, you're, you're kind of splitting your resources equally between all four pillars.
1: And when it comes to practical things, do you use uh, an app? Do you write things? Do you use on your tablet? What is your uh, accessory?
0: Yeah, so there's a few apps that uh, you can use. I use Streaks, S-T-R-E-A-K-S. There's other apps such as Habits. There's another one called Habit Hub. There's quite a lot out there. And what's nice about them is that it gamifies the habit process, right? So the idea here is that you, you want to have all your boxes ticked. And if you don't tick it that day, if you miss an, miss a habit, then it will show up as red. And the idea here is that you have for the whole seven days, you have an unbroken chain. Um, And that's the idea with the apps. And they are actually really very helpful.
1: I was wondering, why is it so important to keep working on these four pillars at the same time?
0: Because and I think that most people uh, watching this can resonate when I say it's so easy to get so kind of swept up with our work. Right. Mm -hmm. So working 12 hours a day, 13, 14 hours a day. And it's very unlikely that if someone is working crazy hours, then they're probably neglecting other parts of their life, Mm. right? So if someone's working crazy hours, they're probably not going to the gym. They're probably not going uh, or getting eight hours of sleep a night. They're probably not eating healthily, right? And so their wealth pillar might be growing, but at the detriment of the other three pillars. And that's quite a big problem, especially with the hustle culture that we have right now, Mm. where it's almost trendy or fashionable to be working all of the time, right? Um, And I think that we need to focus not just on productivity and not just on hustling and working hard, but really sustainable Mm -hmm. long-term productivity because if if you don't focus on long term sustainable productivity then that's when burnout happens that's when you start getting overwhelmed you start getting stressed and it's just not a long mm. a good long term strategy
1: i like the fact that you associate through this method you associate success for very balanced lifestyle actually so success will come thanks to this balance we have in the four pillars to their good habits. So it's like a constant uh, state of flow, I would say, with the universe where you have to focus on everything a little bit. So it teaches also, I guess, time uh, management yeah. how, and how you use your energy in different directions. Exactly.
0: And, and they all work together, right? So, mm-hmm. for example, I mentioned getting eight hours of sleep a night. And then that will also help with the wealth pillar in that you'll be more awake and you'll be more effective and more productive when you are actually working. And then, let's say... You're focusing on your health pillar you're going to the gym that will also help with your wealth pillar so you might not be working 12 mm-hmm. 13 14 hours but the hours that you are working you're being far more productive the idea here being that you're working more efficiently yes. and so if you're just working let's say eight hours for example the idea here is that you're working so efficiently that you can have the same level of output as someone hustling at 12 hours a, a
1: day it's like the four hours work quick
0: exactly exactly
1: and I was wondering, okay, let's say now we are good with the first uh, habits of the four pillars. Like we sleep eight hours a day, we exercise uh, 30 minutes a day, we learn Vietnamese, uh, we are happy. What's going to be the logical progression? How we can improve ourselves like, to get more successful and more successful?
0: Yeah, so there's a few things here. I, I love daily habits because every day you're just making 1% improvement right Mm -hmm. so every day just making one percent improvement and if you make it's called the if you keep making this one percent for the for the next year by the end of the year you're going to be 28 times better right it's called the one percent rule and uh, james clear from the author of atomic habits Mm -hmm. he popularized it in a few years ago with his book but it's not a new concept, right? So the Japanese have been using it since the 1940s, just after World War II, with their business operations. So Toyota mm-hmm. is the famous case study that's often used, where they just improve every area of their life, or with Toyota, every, every area of the production mm-hmm. factory, just very, very incrementally. And so that's what we do with Product Elon. If you look at the YouTube videos, even just a year ago,
1: Project Elon, Project Elon guys, <laughs> subscribe, you have yeah. to be among the one million eighty thousand, otherwise not good, yeah. not good
0: <laughs> so if you look at the the videos a year ago, mm-hmm. they were terrible compared to what they are now, and then a year before that ah. they were terrible before compared with the year after that, right?
1: Are you telling us that we're going to... We can get even better than this? That's the beautiful
0: thing, in that I... Well, I know for a fact that in a year's time, Mm -hmm. this show is going to be way better if you do implement the... And I know the guys behind this this production, and they will be implementing the 1% rules themselves. And so... That, that's the exciting mm-hmm. thing, is that when we think that we, we've kind of hit the ceiling, the 1% rule kind of pushes us mm-hmm. into it. And like I say, the Japanese have been using this since the 1940s. They call it kaizen, which is a Japanese word for continuous improvement. And that's all it is, just making a conscious effort to continuously improve 1% at a time with mm-hmm. all, all four pillars of your life.
1: Oh, wow. You already answered to the question I had after. It, it was like, why do you think this method is so efficient? Mm-hmm. But basically you just said it. The most important is like baby steps but every day, consistency yeah. and discipline.
0: Yeah, and also it takes, it takes advantage of the compound effects or the snowballing effects, right? So every day you're probably not going to uh, notice many different, much difference, but after six months of implementing mm-hmm. the 1% rule, you look back and then suddenly you see how far you've come. And then in a year, exactly the same. So... It's like um like most days for us are mundane, right, so most days we kind of we're kind of doing the same thing mm-hmm. um they 're not like spectacular, so for example, we hit a million subscribers recently. that was a spectacular day yeah. that was a big milestone, but those days come very, very rarely, right, so maybe like four day, four days a year, something like that, mm-hmm. where you hit a big milestone mm-hmm. but most days are just mundane and you're just grinding, right? But it's those days that are mundane that make up 99% of your year. Mm. It's those days that you really have to look back and think, okay, what happened today that I could improve on and then build up from there? Because a lot of people, they let themselves just, they let life just pass them by. And so they don't learn, like even just a tiny, tiny thing, they don't learn. So therefore the second day, they they haven't grown any, anywhere. Um, so I think it's really important just to, even at the end of the day, just spending, and I think journaling is really good for this, just spending five minutes, okay, what happened today?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where could I improve for tomorrow?
1: I like this idea that not only we are working, but we're also taking time to reflect Uh, to learn, to improve ourselves. So I think this method is uh, to become successful, but at the same time to become happier, more productive. It touches so many aspects that you guys can use for your own life.
0: Exactly. And and I think also building a YouTube channel is... It's one thing building a YouTube channel, but a lot of building a YouTube channel is building yourself up, right? So, for example, I had to get better at marketing. Mm -hmm. I had to get better at graphic design. I had to get better at filming. It's all on me. It's the same with a business. If I want to grow a business, I need to work on myself first Mm. before I can grow a business.
1: I agree with you. It all starts with us, guys. It all starts with you. Um, Mike, because for me, you also like the guru of productivity and uh, we talk about success, productivity. I was wondering, do you have an advice for people who struggle with both productivity and success? Where can they start?
0: Yeah. So I, I think one of, the, one of the biggest kind of game changes that I've implemented in my life, when I started university actually in 2014-ish, what, what I did was I woke up at 4.45am every single day, seven days a week, even Sundays right? And, and by doing that, you create a habit, right? Mm-hmm. So you train your brain. As soon as you wake up, you, just like brushing your teeth, like I, I'd imagine most of us, we don't wake up in the morning and think, hmm, should we brush our teeth or not, right? Sure. We just do it automatically. And this is the idea of automating your actions. So I woke up at 4.45 a.m., got ready. I either went straight to the gym. If I didn't go straight to the gym, I'd go straight to the library. And I'd be at the library at 7 a.m. I'd be the first person there, right? And then I'd get four hours of deep focus deep work in right so uh, this idea of being in a in a flow state and if you can train yourself to enter into a flow state almost like flicking on a light switch like if you can train yourself to do that it will make so much difference to your productivity and a flow state it was first popularized by a Hungarian american professor called Mihai Csikszentmihalyi back in the 1960s and 70s and then and then cal newport he wrote a book on it a very famous book called deep work and he popularized it even further but he's this very powerful state where when you're working you forget about everything going on around you right so you forget about the time you even forget that you're hungry you forget Mm -hmm. about like anything if you're in a coffee shop any kind of distractions you don't even notice them because you're so focused on your work Mm. and a lot of a lot of people get this when they're gaming right when they're so involved with the game like I when I was a a kid I could game for like 10-12 hours a day so it's it's utilizing that same strategy Mm -hmm. into your productivity and so what I do now my team know that I'm not very responsive first thing in the morning so I'll get to a coffee shop at 7am every single day seven days a week and I do four hours of deep work this means I I turn off notifications. I don't respond to emails and my team get a little bit annoyed because I'm not very responsive, but they understand that I'm in a hundred percent deep focus and I'm, and I do my most important task of that day and I get it done in that four hours in the morning. And then in the middle of the day is more shallow work. I'd have more meetings and uh, more kind of creative things. And then in the evening, again, back into deep work because I'm kind of. I'm matching the task with my biological peak times. Mm -hmm. And for me, naturally, I'm most energized in the morning and in the evening. And then my energy levels kind of decrease slightly in the middle of the day. And so I match the tasks with my biological Mm -hmm. peak times.
1: I want to ask you a follow-up question. When you mentioned this state of flow, these four hours of work you do daily, do you use another meta inside like Pomodoro or something else to also maximize these four hours of deep working?
0: Yeah, so Pomodoro is incredible. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, and I bought a a dedicated timer. Really? It's just like a $10 timer. Mm -hmm. But I realized if I have my phone there next to my laptop when I'm working, the phone, just the fact that your phone is in your peripheral vision, it's a distraction in of itself. So I put my phone behind my laptop, and then I have a timer here. And all it does is one thing, it just, just the time, right? Um, And then having the Pomodoro timer, 25 minutes and then a five-minute break. What I'm starting to do is one-hour work chunks because this is the idea with training yourself to be able to to focus uh, or to enter into a a state of flow where at the beginning, back in 2014 at university, I was also having 25-minute study Mm -hmm. chunks and then a five-minute break, like traditionally, right? But what you'll realize is the more that you do it – the easier it is to stay focused. And so you can increase that 25 minutes to 40 minutes to 50 minutes to 60 minutes the more you train yourself to focus, right? So at the beginning, you might even start at 10 minutes, like just 10 minutes of super focus, Mm -hmm. but then the next day, increase it to 11 minutes. And then the next day, increase it to 12 minutes. And then you would also understand why you get distracted. That's important in terms of, Mm -hmm. what was it social media? Like, what was it that that took your attention and stopped you from focusing. And then the next time you have a a study session or a work session, you would try and fix that. So if it's social media, then you might, I don't know, log out or move your laptop away and just use textbooks, for example. Mm.
1: I think I also very like the approach that you have, like learning, improving ourselves. And enjoying what you do. It's like when you talk about the state of flow, like I can feel you really enjoy this. Like you really each moment that you have in your day. It's like you organize it the way that you want, the way that your body also feel it. And it's like you, I guess that's how you get successful and happier when you're in alignment with your body, with your desire, with your biological rhythm.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And this is important because productivity shouldn't be kind of this uphill battle. It Mm -hmm. should be a streamlined process. It should be a fun process. And that's why I'm really big on automating actions, like automating your work sessions Mm -hmm. in the morning, for example. And that way you're not kind of, you don't have this argument in your head. Should I work? Should I not? Right, You just do it because it's automated. And that's mm-hmm. how you
1: streamline the process. Um, like brushing teeth. Exactly. You don't ask like, yourself, it's just part of your life. You just go exactly. to the coffee shop, you do it with your heart, and you're there, and then you're happy because you've done it. And the day, you reflect and you just do it again. So it's like a game, actually. Exactly. Sure. It's a exactly. daily game. Right? And
0: that's why I talk about the, the Habits app. You can gamify it and just make it a bit more mm-hmm. interesting. It's the same like uh, entering into a flow state. It's a really fun experience. Yeah. It's a very engaging experience that you're not getting distracted. You're just so focused on your work and that's where you produce your best work. So it's like a win-win, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I love it. It's very uh, inspiring to talk to somebody also who is into this flow and it's nice to discover little tricks, little habits that can have a huge impact on our daily lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike, for that. Yeah. Before we separate, uh, before we go apart, I have one last question for you, Mike, the one that we ask to all our guests according to you what can we do daily to improve the quality of our life
0: so we've talked a bit about habits Mm -hmm. i think in terms of improving your life one of the best things you can do is implementing self-education as a habit into your life integrating self-education into our into our daily lives and we've like google and youtube like endless databases of information you can any question that you have you can type it into google or youtube and within five seconds you'll have an answer like that is insane i really think that youtube and google should be as kind of pioneering or seen as as pioneering as the the invention of the tv in the ni- 1930s right it mm-hmm. really is that big of an invention in my opinion in terms of how much of a game changer it is and so in terms of self-educating like What do you want to get better at? Like, what area of your life do you want to get better at? Are you struggling with finances, right? If you're struggling with finances, okay, spend 30 minutes a day learning about budgeting, about saving, about investing, about leveling up your career so that when you enter the market, your your value is higher, right? Mm -hmm. If you do that 30 minutes a day for 30 days and you take action, that's important, and you take action... You will be in a far better place in just 30 days. And every single person can do it, whatever they want to achieve, um, whatever they want to aspire to. I still do that every single day. I started my kind of educational journey back in 2013, 2014.
1: Self-educational.
0: Self-education in terms of just watching educational YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, watching documentaries instead of... Maybe watching Friends on Netflix, for example. Mm. I would watch a a documentary on Netflix. And again, it's the compounding effect where you're not going to notice much difference in in a month, in two months. But in a year, if you implement self-education into your life, you will see massive changes and the people around you will see massive changes as well.
1: That's very inspiring. I think I should apply this as well. You know, we all should do it. And again, uh, one thing that I really uh, love about your approach about life in general, like it's a constant leveling up. We, we, it's a, we keep going. In this flow. it's like a river. There's, there is always a stream. It's like never stop, yep. basically. Never stop. And just keep going. Stay positive. Nice towards yourself. And Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And if everyone's a student, right? Mm. And everyone should still be a student, even though we've just hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Mm. I'm still learning from very small YouTubers. Like, there's still things that they're doing well. Even it could be kind of a mindset or even like there's so many the things makeup I, exactly yeah. i was going to mention that <laughs> even coming to to this show yeah. there's so many things that i've picked mm. up that i can then implement into my own uh into my own youtube mm-hmm. channel and elevate that level so yeah everyone should continue being a student it's a good mindset to have
1: thank you mike for being so humble and so inspiring uh where can we find out more about your courses and about yourself
0: Yep. So if you're interested in productivity and personal development, you can just type into YouTube or Google product Elon. You'll find me there. Uh, We just started a new company a few months ago called Playstack where we basically build YouTube channels for our clients. So if you're interested in growing a YouTube channel, then you can head over to Playstack. Just type it into Google and find us.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to both the Mika Show and Project Elon. And I hope to see you very soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Mike. Oh, come here. (laughs)